Welcome to Hardline, where we take a hard line on Christianity. Hardline is one of the outreach ministries offered by JHE Ministries. As many of you know, my family loves camping, and many times we do some fishing while we're out in God's country. The purpose of fishing, of course, is to catch fish with a pole with a hook on the end of it that's used to hook or catch the fish. In the Bible, many of the disciples of Jesus were fishermen. In fact, a great deal of the Bible parables and stories involve fishing in some way or another. Fishing was a big business in ancient times. Satan does some fishing of his own as well, and he uses a hook. But his fishing is for evil, with no benefit whatsoever. Satan, or the devil, is often treated as an almost comical character. Growing up, he would be laughingly characterized as someone with red tights, horns, and a pitchfork. Someone who really doesn't exist. And the devil is quite happy with that. It is one of his devilish deceptions. It's been said that the biggest trick the devil ever played was making people think he didn't exist. He is cunning, and he is exceedingly cruel. Satan has many tools that he uses to turn you against God. In fact, he has a whole tool bag full of them. And one of Satan's favorite tools in his tool bag that he uses is the hook. He uses this hook to creep into your life secretly and slowly and a little bit at a time. A hook is something intended to attract or ensnare. It's a thing designed to catch people's attention. Satan has and uses a great many different kinds of hooks to ensnare people into his clutches. An example of a type of hook that Satan will use is drugs. Let's take a look at an example of a drug that Satan likes to use to hook people. Let's use methamphetamines. That seems to be a very popular drug today in the United States and even around the world. I know when I was in law enforcement, meth definitely was a big one. Meth, as it's commonly known, is a powerful, highly addictive stimulant that affects the central nervous system. It is also known as blue, ice, and crystal, among many other terms. You have a person who doesn't really know the harmfulness of meth, perhaps. And either somebody introduces them to it, which is usually the case, or they stumble upon it, but they decide they're going to try meth, and so they do. Maybe they have stuff going on in their life, and they're looking for some kind of release. They've heard that meth will give them that release. So they take it, and they try it for the first time, and everything is okay. They get a real happiness from it, a real high, which made them forget their problems that they may have. Maybe the first time trying it, they didn't get addicted to it. Not at first, not right away, like some do that have tried it for the first time. But sometimes that is all that it takes to get addicted, just to use it one time. But it has already started to slowly change their perception. They're thinking about how good they felt to get this tremendous high. It's a fake high, mind you. 
but it's a high nonetheless. It's not a real genuine happiness, though, because only God can provide a genuine and real happiness. But it's enough, though, to convince you to do it again. And so you do it again, and again, and again. And every time you do it, you keep thinking that it's helping you, that it's doing something for you, that it's a wonderful thing. But it has started causing changes in you, some very bad changes in you. Now, you're not realizing the changes in your life that are occurring from this abuse of meth because the changes are slow and they're gradual. You think it's not affecting you. But the poison is slowly creeping in a little at a time, more and more. The people around you notice the changes. They notice you losing weight, losing your hair, your teeth, your gums are bleeding. They notice the change in your attitudes and your thoughts. They're noticing these changes because the poison is taking over your life. It's altering your mind and how you think, how you talk, how you do things. But you're not realizing that, at least not right away, because it's a slow-working poison. and You're not noticing the changes that are going on with you. You're allowing this poison to corrupt your mind. It is slowly poisoning your mind, and you're still thinking, what is bad is good. You keep pushing away what is good and replacing it with everything bad and negative. And you just keep on taking it, when all of a sudden... It completely overtakes you. And once you start realizing how it's wrecking and destroying your life, you've gotten to a point that you don't care anymore because you will do what it takes for just a little bit of that poison. And now you've been convinced that it is a miracle drug that you need and it's some life force for you to function and to be normal. The fact of the matter is it's destroying you from within and destroying everything around you. You're at a point of total hopelessness and despair, and you don't know how to fix it because you're so far out of control. You can't fix it, not on your own. You're going to need help. And the only one that can help you is Jesus Christ. He is your help, and he's the one who can get all that poison out of your system. He can replace it with love, a genuine love that provides true happiness. He'll provide direction and he provides help. God will heal you on the inside. That's your only hope. Your only hope is God. Now, Satan always promises the best, but he pays with the worst. He'll promise you a life of honor, but he'll leave you disgraced. He promises pleasure and pays with pain. He promises you profit and pays with loss. He promises life and pays with death. Satan will do everything he can to drag you down and convince you that Christ hasn't saved you after all. Satan will also try to convince you that his way of living is best and that it's foolish to follow Christ. But don't you dare believe him. Satan is a liar. People wonder how a person can do and think a certain way. Many times 
It just doesn't happen overnight. It's usually been a process that started in the past and slowly changed someone. Sometimes people don't want to hear the truth, and so they try to change that truth or just simply deny it. Sometimes they replace the truth with a non-truth because that fake and false truth pretends to give you comfort from the real truth that you don't want to face. After time, when you keep injecting your mind with false beliefs, which is a poison, falsehood gradually takes over your mind. Satan really goes to war against Christians, tries to destroy them. And he does this in many ways because, of all things, he is a master deceiver. The book of Revelations shows us how Satan tries his best to attack Christ and to attack the church of Christ. But the book of Revelation also shows us that Satan is a loser and his destruction is coming. Christ is truth. There is nothing deceptive about him. To trust Jesus is to trust truth. To learn and know truth, a person needs to be obedient to God and to his word. His words and teachings give us the best life imaginable with God. The Bible says if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Make his word, the Bible, part of your life every day. In addition, bring every concern and problem that you have to Christ in prayer. Also, get in a church where Christ is preached and lived. You need other Christians in your life. The closer you get to Christ, the farther you will be from Satan. And the Bible says, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. This is God's promise to you. Memorize it and make it a part of your life. Amen. Thanks for listening. We're out of time, but join us next time. God bless and keep living Christian Strong.